are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast, one of the most rated podcasts in New Zealand. That doesn't happen without you leaving a five-star review. So stop what you're doing, get that done, and then listen in to another explicit and extremely intense episode. Explicit. That's the right word, eh? I'm swearing They're it? swearing, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Explicit and intense episode from Keep the Change. Mikey, good to see you as always, mate. I have searched in my notes here, KTC pod, because usually when I have an idea, I start writing down notes, mm-hmm. and then at some stage we start recording. Now, on the 26th of October, 2023, at 9.41 a.m., I had titled KTC pod, people are scared to take risk because it's been so easy. 100%, hey. And I've got a number of examples to back this up. Now, the reason that we've used Scared to be Lonely by Martin Garrix in Dua Lipa, if that's her name, (laughs) Dua Lipa, I don't know, anyway, kids these days, is because I think... There is such a theme of people so scared to make the wrong decision and take risk and they want somebody to validate it for them. We've done that entire pod, like how to think, as an example, to try and address. That was a big favourite too. Yeah, but you can tell that it didn't really sink in for some people or the tricky thing is that people message me on Instagram and I, I can tell them like, you don't listen to the pods. But mm. it's very evident that you do not listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the point where I did a story the other day and was like, if you're just looking at this Instagram page but not listening to the pods, you're kind of missing the point because you're missing in-depth <laughs> lessons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But as an example, mate, now uh, I'll give you the example, but then I'll just say as well that you know everybody's at a different stage of their life and with their finances and whatnot. And so it's easy to dismiss where someone's at and kind of think, oh my God, like why are you overthinking this? But yeah. we, we've we been there, we know what that's like. Now, this person was basically asking me, um, is this platform a good idea to put my term deposit in? I'm just really scared I'll lose it. And I'm thinking, shit, you know, why are we tipping in here? I've got two grand. And I'm kind of thinking, oh, okay. Well, for two grand, like, why are we overthinking this? Let's give it to ANZ. Let's give it to Westpac. Let's give it to ASB or something. Won't matter. Yeah, it won't matter. And if one of them go under, they're probably all going under. You're going to lose your 2K anyway. <laughs> we have way bigger problems. But it's funny that like your mind gets to that when you've taken enough risk, when you've been through things enough. Now, for this person, they're probably younger and it might be their first term deposit. But I'm like, don't overcomplicate something that could be simple like one of the simplest investment decisions or types is a term deposit for a lot of people to understand you park your money for a term and you deposit it with them and then they give you a guaranteed return and they give the money back to you at the end of that time frame and you pay some tax on that interest and then you go well that was kind of cool I got a little bit extra what do I do now (laughs) so to to not make the decision because you're worried that you're going to lose that money if you then go on with that level of thinking for the rest of your life, you know, you never take any risk mm. and it becomes hard yeah. to because you're so worried you'll make the wrong decision. I am actually not into risk that much, although if I tell you the story of what I've done over the last five years, you'd be like, holy fuck, you've taken some risk. But actually, I put probably, I do think it a lot, but I've taught myself enough to know when to pull the trigger. And one of my favorite things for me personally, 
when I've got a decision and I'm thinking about it, like a like a term deposit or something, I'm like, what will this mean when I'm 60? And it really helps, man. I literally had this conversation with a client the other day, actually. And I, we're talking about like buying this now versus buying in 12 months and can you do it now, can you not, whatever. And it's the same as the term deposit, like choosing between like which bank and stuff. It's like, I don't think when you get to 59 or 60, you'll be like, I could have retired a year earlier if I chose this bank. Yeah. Like, just make the fucking decision. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. you're building risk into something really that doesn't exist. And it's you're just using it as an excuse to not take action. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Or you're petrified of having one of those stories where you're, you've become a failure because you picked you know, the I wrong investment. The first time that you have some savings and stuff, it is yours and it's very scary but the fact that you could lose it. Because normally to get into a position where you've got like your first chunk of savings, you've worked hard, you've done the right thing, you've put effort in and then if you start to think of the ways that you could lose it and then you did lose it, you're like, fuck, all of that time is gone. Wasted. That, all that effort. But trust me, you'll be able to make it back. <laughs> yeah. It, m- ten times over. Like this guy with his two grand term deposit. Man, you need to learn how to make two grand a week. Like, do that. Put the energy into that. Mm. Don't worry about your fucking term deposit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? the the other way I thought to explain this was that sometimes I get asked, hey, you know, what's the what's the right share platform to use? Mm. What about this one? And I'm like, I don't know because I don't use it. I literally cannot help you. And mm. that sucks because I can't actually, you, you've, you've spent time asking me and I've spent time out of my day to reply being like, I don't know. Hey, what do you think of the Shearsies KiwiSaver? I don't know. Like I have not looked into it. But I reckon they've probably got a fuck ton of information about it because they want to sell it to you, right? <laughs> so like, go and have a look at that. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, someone said to me, you know, I've got $500 to invest and I just don't know where to start and uh, I don't know which platform and then what year. And I need to articulate this so I don't sound like an asshole, but let's just walk through this. You've got $500 to invest, right? Let's say by some miracle, you get a 10% return. At the end of the year, you've got $550. Does that $50 change your life? Yes or no? No. Exactly. So why do we waste so much time up front being like, right platform, best coloured one, what one do you use? My mate said this one. Because before you even then log in and sign up and go through all the bullshit of trying to get it, then you're like, now there's a thousand shares I can choose from here. Which of the thousand? Hey mate, have you had anything to do with this stock? Oh yeah, actually my uncle used to work there. He reckons the CEO's an asshole. Don't put your money in there. You know, you're going to get so confused. Yeah, but I think, sorry, you go. Yeah. I think, so the the reason that I come to this conclusion that we're scared to take risk because it's been so easy, because for a lot of people, they're just starting their investing journey, they've got some cash, they want to invest or whatever, all, that, all they've heard for quite some time is like, oh, I put money in the stock market, it went up, oh, if I can bought a house, it went up, oh, it doubled every 10 years, man, <laughs> oh, yeah, you get a, put your money, park it at the bank, you get interest rates, oh, I bought some crypto and it went up, <laughs> and so then you're there and you're like, well, shit, it all seems pretty scary at the moment, and you're freaking out. I was about to say this, I think there's another part of it, considering where we are in the cycle sort of, I guess, 
because no one gave a fuck about the fees on any platforms in 2021. They were piling into them. Yeah. And there were... I read data recently about the number of share transactions in the stock market in New Zealand last yep. year compared to this year and two years before, <laughs> and it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that was because the sentiment around was like, I can't fucking miss. I'm the goat right now. I just swing and it fucking connects. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then quite a, a chunk of people probably got burnt with from November 21 to, to now, and it's a completely different vibe. Yeah. You know, but... 70% of the years, in the actually, 70% of the days in the stock market are up. So, like, just treat it more like 2021 if you're going to think of a long-term investor. Mm. Yeah. I the, think the, the biggest risk I take is not really investing. Yeah, not taking any risk. Well, I don't yeah. really like investing. I'm like, no, fuck, I'll make it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the... Constantly getting stories from people about how well they've done is going to make it almost harder for you to go, well, shit, when do you finally pull the trigger? And the key thing I want you to remember is that it's not about picking the right stock and the right colored share platform with that 500 bucks. It's the fact that you did it and mm. that, yeah, and you built the habit and you realize, you know, okay, even if this 500 becomes a thousand. Does it fucking change your life? Didn't it's cool, but still, it's probably not going to change your life. Didn't some one of these platforms update all their fees and shit anyway and change it all around? Yeah. And everyone got upset? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, defeats the purpose. You could find the best one, and then in two months they change what they're doing, and you're like, oh. Luke got it wrong. <laughs> or you got it wrong. Or you but got it wrong. So How do you yeah, know? You just can't think about that stuff, can you? No. So again, comes back to, to habits of what you're trying to create, not the best. And we've had a fake housing market that's been propped up for so long where it's just keep going up with the levels of debt. So it's been easy to hear stories from over that side of basically, you know, shit, it's like, how, how have I got it wrong? And then you're thinking, well, I don't know. Then you're scared to take any risk. The, the danger of things being so easy for so long is that so many people can get it right by mistake. Now, then I was going through my thinking around this and I thought, shit, okay, that's, you know, I don't know, like, how are we going to articulate this? Can't just come on here, come on here ranting about this. And then I saw this bloke and I recognized him and he was on the Shearsies podcast and he said this. He said, if I knew this recently, where as my, my own children have pointed out, and I know it's not going to be nice when they start out with the word boomer. All you had to do was hold assets and you got wealthy. And actually, it's the same across, you know, across the financial markets, housing market. All these people thought they were smart. Actually, they were just holding assets and interest rates went down, values went up. That was it. Yeah. The yeah, Chinese yeah. growth story is much more complex than it was. Mm. So interest rates are now going to be volatile and volatile and sort of up and down, not on, not on this long-term trajectory that's positive. Hey, you know? Things that you've heard from Keep the Change, but that dude, that, that guy's a sir. Yeah, you know? well, John Key, who a lot of people like, said he thanks Bill English a lot and thinks he was probably the best finance, one of the best finance ministers in the world. Mm. Yeah. And he's basically telling us you didn't have to be smart, you just had to hold assets yeah. and you would get wealthy. Yeah. So it's been very easy for a lot of people to make the right decision but fall into the trap of thinking I'm pretty good at what I'm doing here we're not in that world anymore 
you will make mistakes, you will get a hiding, you will not time it perfectly, you will buy at the top of the market like Luke, etc. The key is the Consistently. habit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, w- I wrote down here, don't, but don't expect to be rewarded if you don't take risk. Mm. And that is the bit that you have to get over that hurdle at some stage and you finally put your money in something, whether it be a term deposit or a stock, and you have to go, you know what, like I got myself here, I did it, I've taken the action, I've got to be prepared to lose. Yeah, we've we've done a pod on like just saving, I, I can't remember what the number was, like a grand a month or whatever for 10 years. Like that's the other risk of not doing taking mm. some risk because the outcome of that sucks. So like do a bit of homework. You'll the coolest thing about doing this and making some actual mistakes is you start to learn about yourself. Yeah. I've made some fucking mighty ones. But man, they are good like for me moving forward. You know, like I just have them and they pop up now and then in the back of my mind and I'm like don't do that over there because that's I've been down that road. Yeah. Even if that upside returns there, that downside is way bigger. <laughs> and yeah. you just you just carry it with you. And normally, as long as you trust yourself not to make the same mistake twice, go and take some risk, I yeah. think. Yeah, and remember that our brains naturally look at our losses more than our gains. Mm. So we're going to feel those. And if you log back into that share platform or whatever and you see that that fund's gone down or that stock's gone down you're going to feel it you're going to have reaction to it compared to if it's gone up by you know the same percentage the other way you'll probably be like oh okay well that's pretty cool are you going to sell it probably not Mm. you know because 50 500 becomes 520 Mm. probably like oh well that's great but that's twenty dollars I didn't have to work for is it gonna change your life? No, again two and a half lattes. Mm. <laughs> but if it's down twenty bucks, you're like, oh fuck man. I knew I picked the wrong one. Now it's gotta go up another twenty before I'm back to break even. I'm I'm losing my money. Mm. So you've got to kind of break the back of, of this stuff at some stage in your life. Otherwise you will just play it safe and on the sidelines. Yeah. And I wondered I thought I wonder if people worry uh, people won't borrow money because they're scared of whether they're good enough to pay it back. Now that's a bit of a grunty statement, but what I mean by that is that often people won't You would see this in business, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of going further down the ladder. So not from putting your your five hundred bucks that you've finally saved into the share market or into a term deposit. Oh man, I just had a thought go through my head that people are more happy to back their house over their own self. Okay. <laughs> don't get me started, mate. Don't get me started. But that not that just so broken? But it's what we it is what, what we do. Condition people yeah. to do here. Business borrowing should be higher than mortgage borrowing, mm. because business should be like, "Fuck yeah, we're going to make this place crank." But now nah, we're like up to our eyeballs in fucking mortgage debt. So then people like you flow that on, and so then maybe you have a good situation in your life where you know you could borrow some money at five or even ten percent. And you can get a better return on that by doing something with that money in the marketplace where you know you can generate a return from it and pay back the debt and pay off the interest and you're left with some cash. But you can't because you're too scared because you've continued to learn, oh, I don't know if I should take any risk. Mm. So I know what it's like to finally have a bit of coin and to want to do something with it but be so scared that you're going to make the wrong decision. But the longer you stay there and don't take any action... And don't just accept that, yeah, you'll get some losses. You know, you mm. you run the risk of carrying that 
out further in your life. Now, in the GFC, for instance, I'm pretty sure Warren Buffett, his net worth went down by, I got a feeling it was like close to $30 billion. Mm. Imagine if he said, that's me tapping out, (laughs) fucking did not ever think this was going to happen, I am done. We probably wouldn't even talk about him, like this wouldn't be a story right now. Yeah, yeah. But and, he, and it cost him his title as the world's rich, richest person. Yeah. Well, if that was the reason that he was doing it, he'd probably be like, fuck, I've lost, it's all over. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have get into this investing thing. He's basically like, okay, well, we just stay the path, keep buying some shit. I've got to keep looking for undervalued companies to put money into. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still doing it at 97 or 98, like I think. That, yeah. You know, and it and it hasn't mattered. And he's he's not the wealthiest man in the world anymore, but it's clearly not why he does it. So it's like, that's just the title that came as part of what he was doing. He might be, be the, close. The wealthiest liquid man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Like, Elon is not liquid at all. Mm. Yeah. I have been, mm, yeah. Yeah, who knows? But, I mean, what's 20 billion between mates? <laughs> yeah, she's a fair bit of coin for those uh, for those people. But, yeah, there's just, it's so often that people um, ask me the best platform, the the best bank, the, what's Invest Now like? What about Booster? They've released this. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, I'm doing, I'm in my lane doing my shit. Yeah. Like, make sure you're taking action. Don't seek perfect Data. I think if you go back and listen to like a few of the four hundred or so podcasts that are on here, <laughs> yeah, you'll find that it's it's not about the the platform, and it's more about taking action over and over and over again. That's it. Like, yeah, do think one of the problems is is like fund providers and and people that market returns and stuff like that. They do these like comparisons. And it's like, here's 5.8 versus 6% difference in the difference it makes over 30 years. And then it's like, like it's a massive amount. Yeah. Like compounded. Yeah. But, and then people get like fucking paralysis analysis or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And they're like, shit, I better find the right fund with the right fee and the right, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think uh, that's a bit of the problem, but fuck it. Just like, if you come up 0.2% short, just learn how to make it somewhere else. Uh, I'll give you two good stories. So one's my own, which which kind of demonstrates this. Now, recently I finally moved KiwiSaver providers. Mm. Now I managed my own previously, and like it's probably time to give that up because I'm not doing that actively. Yeah, I've got a pretty loose allocation. I provided it to a financial <laughs> advisor. They literally sent back laughing emojis of like, "Fuck, is that your KiwiSaver?" <laughs> I mean, that's a good sign that you probably shouldn't be doing that on your own. <laughs> On the way up, mate, I got skinned 2.8% of my uh, KiwiSaver because that's the fees to get out of those individual stocks. Whoa. So that's, that's a gone. That's number, eh? That's gone. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that free fucking lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that I, I'm like, oh, wow, that hurt. Why does that happen to Luke? Because Luke takes action too quickly and goes, I'm going to manage my own KiwiSaver. He doesn't read terms and conditions. What about the day where I want to sell all of this? What's going to happen? Oh, there's a transaction fee and there's also this yeah, fee. And it's there's a, a strength though. It's mm. not. There's a there's a weakness to what you do. <laughs> We've seen it with your crypto investments <laughs> and all this shit. But like you are constantly plowing into shit. Yes. Like relentless. I don't think there's another person I know that does it as good as you. And because of that, you far outweigh, your action far outweighs like a little movement like that. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was what I was hoping to try and articulate, but yeah. I think you've just explained it better than he, how I was even going to yeah, say it. Like, yeah. For those, yeah, for those that don't understand, like, if you you pile into, like, pie funds, term deposits, investments, different platforms, fucking KiwiSaver. Gold pens. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time as trying to grow, like, your income and all of this, if you take a couple of losses, you've kind of diversified in a way. Yeah. Just a different way to the S&P 500. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, if you have one that takes a hit, everywhere else is made up for it sort of thing. And I don't think people realize that the res- the reason for that is because of the amount of action you take. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that's where I was trying to get to is basically, so that's, to some people, they'll be like, what an idiot. That's a big percentage of your KiwiSaver that's gone now. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's gone. That's my fault. I didn't care enough about the T's and C's <laughs> and now I've moved it. It is what it is. I didn't even ask. I didn't even factor that in. I'm just like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Bang. Go. Done. Yeah. And, and so I look at that and go, oh, shit, that's not cheap. But, and because I can now, I could do like a, future value calculation of what that money could have been worth in 65 years compounded and stuff and freak myself out of my mm. head of like fucking hell look at like changing has cost me all of this but to me it's not worth it because no. now I know that it needs to be where it needs to be and that's just going to go like and do its thing and I log out and I go back to work or back yep. to my next thing yep. now the thing I want to remind people to to give themselves a wake up call to this shit is why do you spend so much time finding the perfect term deposit, the perfect bank, the perfect interest rate, the perfect share platform, the one with the lowest fees, the perfect stock to buy. It goes on and on and on. But if I asked you, hey, do you have buy now, pay later? Yeah. Why'd you sign up to that? How quick did you sign up to that? Oh, it was easy. <laughs> really? I got four of them. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. You know, like, why was that so fast for you? Credit card? Yeah, got a credit card, got to get points. if I can, whatever. Oh, okay, so why was that so easy for you? But even yeah. even normal stuff, like do you use Uber Eats? Mm. Like there's there's like a 10% charge on that and a delivery fee. It's like all of this little stuff you don't ignore. worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, it's no different to the the climate change activists wearing clothes that are made of oil. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like stop worrying about it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> But for some reason with investing and stuff, we're like, I'm going to fucking overcomplicate the shit out of all of that. I don't know what that is. I was trying to come to the conclusion, is it because things have been so easy, so then we're so scared that we're going to be the one that's got the losing story? Because there will always be a better investment, a better platform, a better day that you could have brought it, etc. So you've got to come back to habits, taking action, longer term and I think that's why there's been a piece of content that's really resonated with people recently and I said you know if imagine if your kids if they grow up and say to you you know mum and dad if you knew all about this compounding and investing and stuff and you learned about it how come you didn't do it for me you probably go oh yeah fuck okay because so many people think oh it's, it's I'm too late it's too late for me I've only got x amount of years so I'm 65 or whatever which is flawed thinking because you don't know how long you're going to live either. Our kids either. are going to say, why the fuck did you not buy Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. You retards. You saw the monetary system failing. Talked didn't about 400 episodes. they <laughs> <laughs> would be like, listen, shut it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go and get the chat GPT to go back in history for us. <laughs> but, you know, if you can then sometimes take yourself out of your shoes and go, right, this is really scary. 
to buy this share for me or invest this $500 because I'm scared to get it wrong? What if I give myself a longer window by thinking about, okay, if I was to buy it for my one-year-old, my two-year-old, my three-year-old, my four-year-old, my five-year-old, and they're not going to touch it for 13 years and it's not for me anymore, it's gone, I bet the decision's easier because you think, well... I've heard parents say that. Yeah. They're like, oh... It's way easier to make choices now when I know it's not for me and I might not need it next week. Yeah. And we are inherently scared of volatility and volatility means nothing in 10 years. You know, the one of the great stories to go back and look at, there's a YouTube video on it about the volatility of Amazon stock and like it created billionaires. <laughs> but there's other people and some awesome stories in like this mini documentary on YouTube that I watched of guys that went from putting in like $10,000 and then selling out at 500K, but it could have been 750 million. Yeah. And at the time they sold it before a drop and all of this stuff and like they were kings, you know, and you know, the rest is history, but. Is this a A2 milk story? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically like we are, we are scared of volatility and when it's one of those things, like if you say to the kids, it'll be like, why didn't you buy Bitcoin? Well, at the time, I can't tell you what it's like to lose fucking 80% of your asset. Yeah, But yeah. they're like, but it's up 7,000%. In 10 years, Dad. Yeah. Oh, mate. Or like 100,000% or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and that's that's that hindsight thing. But you can sort of train yourself to look through volatility with a long-term lens. Yeah. And I think it's quite healthy to do so. Actually, in business too. Yeah, and... In your day-to-day work life and stuff, is you can actually use that as well, and it's quite healthy, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, just on that, you know, we send out emails for Next Advisory. Many weeks, no one responds, mm-hmm. you know? So if I was to apply the same thinking, I would go, I'm a failure. No one replied to me this week. Fuck, maybe I'm on the wrong email platform. Maybe if I used a different one, if I moved to MailChimp, moved back there, if I had a different color, if I had a different banner, Maybe, just maybe someone would have replied to me and I would have got a dopamine rush and not. But every now and then someone's like, hey, I've had fucking all your emails about this. I saw this one. It really resonated. Can I become a client? Can you help me with this? And I'm like, mm. yeah, of course we can. You know, so the longer you do the right things, <laughs> eventually you get rewarded. That's so funny. I just remembered myself when I started Guardian Smith and I'm pretty sure I went down like an hour 50 rabbit hole of which mass email provider to use when I set up the company. Yeah. And then I just thought about the last pod where I said that I've got nearly 5,000 people in there now. Like the cost of choosing the wrong, the cheapest or the whatever fucking email platform you use, MailChimp or whatever the other ones are, is like 50 bucks a year. Yeah. But I put myself through like an hour and a half's work. <laughs> but to, to to choose the right one, and the reality is, it doesn't matter what platform it is, it probably produces 30 loans a year. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, I don't know, like 100 grand or something. So it's like, fuck, what an idiot. And that hour and a half that you spent was nothing about how do you actually get people on the mail list? How do you... No, yeah, nothing. It was like me doing that stupid shit that is like no point. So not taking action, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... You know, sometimes when we talk about increasing your income, because I know there's people that are like, well, fuck, I can't do that. And so, you know, that's it's hard. You guys talk about it like it's simple and whatnot. 
those are principles that aren't just always about increasing your income. That's a really good example there from Mikey where he's like studying the perfect email marketing platform. Yeah. Now he couldn't give two fucks which one he's on. <laughs> and the knowledge that he actually needed was basically, okay, how do I convince myself to send these emails? What content should I send out? And how do I keep building it so that I can keep nurturing it so that it can revenue me yeah. in the future? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing. And so to take that back to some things that I'm doing at the moment, for instance, and I've been doing, so through the frothy times, I'm like, ah, yeah, let's smack a bit in main freight and freightways and reading about freight going crazy. But the doubt, like the, the thing is at those times, great, getting a good return, but it, but then the market turns and freight's decreasing and stuff. I'm like, well, I don't need that money. So now I'm just watching it go backwards, you know? Mm. So you're like, well, the thinking was right at the time, mm. but did I want to try and time the market? No. So I didn't. So now it's just coming back. So I log into Sharesies and basically scroll and, you know, there's <laughs> just blood everywhere. Yeah. There's no, there's more, you know, there's more minuses than a bloody fucking statistics uh, seminar or, or something. So, you know, I've gone back to basics of, I don't want to think about that stuff. Here's some stocks that I do like that I can buy into each week and I believe in longer term and I can have a bit of fun and I want to see how they go. And I'm going to dollar cost average in to see how does that go. So I set that up, set it on an auto investment, push the money out each week, it's done. Um, I want to be buying crypto every week. I don't want to be thinking about it all the time. So I set that up and it's going and then suddenly someone's like, mate, have you seen cryptos at like 60K? And I'm like, oh, holy shit, no. Mm. But if I was trying to time it with like the perfect time to put it in and shit, I'd probably now be like, oh, I missed it. I was fucking waiting for the stars to cross past the bloody sun <laughs> and the moon and then put it in. Um and then the same thing with just buying some some simple index funds with the likes of Kernel, et cetera, and then still putting money in consistently every week into Harlem my bank. <laughs> <laughs> enlarge, enlarge. Yeah, sums and watching one. it just go backwards. <laughs> into my KiwiSaver as well. Yeah. And those are habits that I'm like, okay, another version of Luke didn't used to do that, and he would go, pause that one this week, pause that one, pause yeah. all of them because I'm going to do some dumb shit with that money instead. Yeah. But I'm like, let's try and build a version of myself where I can keep taking the action, building the habit, and the money goes out. And, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was looking at it and I was thinking, shit, that's quite a consistent time that I've basically not stopped or not missed a payment because mm. I've been able to keep the income coming to a level where it's been able to just um, go straight out. Pretty cool. Yeah. And that's more valuable than, did I pick the perfect platform? Because yeah, I yeah. still don't know. No. You know? Yeah. And and did I have the, the perfect blend of, of the different things? But I'm taking action to a point that I hope will uh, mean that I'll have more wins that will basically outweigh the losses that I'm inevitably going to have. As an example, getting skinned nearly 3% of my KiwiSaver yeah, yeah. that I've been saving for years yeah. by moving it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck. Action over everything, eh? There we go. I right think o. it's just the it's the way to roll. I think. Yeah, one of my one of my kind of things that I truly do thank myself for is just having a go. Yeah, yeah, and I think I've got way more upside out of that when I don't know what I'm doing, just going for it and mm. taking a punt than downside. You know, I've learned what things not to do again, and I'm like, cool. I'll take, I'll keep doing these because these are working fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, yeah. I'm not a smart guy. That's just how I can look at most shit. <laughs> and I think you know that that can work for for a lot of us, but for for you know for a lot of the time we we overcomplicate things. And often I'll say to business owners, I'm like, what's working well? 
I'm like, has anything come of going to those things? No, stop going. Let's try stop going and start doing with that time over there because you're telling me that that's working. So if that works, cool. And you know, you could get yourself to the point where you're so scared to make an investment. So then you go, well, I'm just going to get myself closer to it and more comfortable with it and find the information you need to make a decision. But in the meantime, I'm still going to keep putting money aside. And even just leaving money in the bank is a decision to invest because you're investing in that bank not collapsing. Because Fuck, don't scare everyone, Jesus. So, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, people probably don't think about this because we get taught banks are safe and whatnot, but you just don't know. Like, if one was to go under and we don't have some sort of guarantee scheme in place, well, you're going to go, you're, you're never going to, you're probably then going to become a crypto believer because you're going to be like, well, fuck, I'm never believing yeah, yeah. in banking again. <laughs> well, wait till I tell everyone when you take out a home loan and the money gets transferred to the buyer, and I say, where did that money come from? And they go, what? And I'm like, nowhere. They yeah. created it with a button. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I knew he was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that has helped some people maybe get a little bit closer to making some of the decisions, uh, even just accepting that, yes, we will make mistakes. It's all good. Maybe understanding that, you know, it's been so easy for a lot of people in a lot of different areas of investment for some time because number keep go up that everyone sounded like a hero and you're scared that you're going to be the one that loses and whatnot but really if you don't take risk over time then you're not going to be able to be expected to be rewarded don't let a bit of turbulence stop you from being a weapon there we go because when there's turbulence on a plane for instance you don't go up to the cockpit and say excuse me let me off you ride it out. <laughs> you ride it out. And you ride you tr- that baby out. Yeah, you trust that the autopilot will get you 97% of the way there and that the, the people in the cockpit will get you that last 3%. Yeah. I reckon I could land a plane. Oh, areas. <laughs> right. to. If anyone's, how big's the plane? Just any plane. Oh, 747, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. If anyone's listening from here, you see Qantas. Give me a turn. South Ch- <laughs> Chinese Airways, Singapore Airlines, anywhere. And you've got a seven four seven, then let us know what we need to do to get Mikey landing one of your planes. Because and we need to get a GoPro on this. We need all sorts. All right, on the way out, please leave a five star review if you haven't already. Keep your learning going out there. Really choppy time. It's tough, but as long as we are doing the things that we know we need to do consistently, I'm sure we'll be able to get through to the other side. <laughs>